May 23rd, 2007. It's a Watt from Pedro show.
I'll take the shortcut home. I wanna go home. I'm on my way. The memories of tonight, like gems, stashed away safely in my pocket. Lot from Pedro Show. Started the show off with John Coltrane off his first uh, solo record, Giant Steps, in a tune called Naima, named after his first wife. Peak, you picked that. My guest uh, today is Peak. Hi. From uh, Glacelle Park. Near Eagle Rock. Yeah, where Nels lives. And um, welcome to Pedro. Thank you. I'm uh, at my pad here. In a couple days, I leave for Stooges gigs in Holland and Switzerland. Uh, after John Coltrane, we played Migu in my pocket. Um, doing the Pink Pop Fest in the eastern part of Holland. And then um, Neuchatel by uh, Geneva in Switzerland. And I'll be back June 2nd. Um, you've been to Pedro before, right? Been here a few times. Um, once for a lobster festival. Oh, yeah, we got <laughs> that. I've never been to that. Um, once to take a tour. You took me around Pedro, and I've never learned so much about um, merchant marines yeah. and the history of Pedro itself. The harbor town. Quite an amazing town. Yeah, and Southern California is huge. You fly over, you think it's one town, but it's a lot of towns, and a lot of people in different parts of Southern California don't know the other parts. And, right, you... Say, so, you know, people who never even heard of Pedro, right? Yeah. They live here. They still exist. <laughs> they do exist. <laughs> so, but maybe that's that way in Manhattan. People right. in Queens have never been to parts of Brooklyn or something. Yeah, never, I don't know. Never, Humans are like this. Yeah, never unders- underestimate them. Yeah, ever. Or never overestimate them. <laughs> um... I've been playing a lot, recording. I recorded with Steve Perkins the other day for the Funanori project, this thing with the Sanshin. I was telling you, it's a kind of a banjo, mm-hmm. sort of, oh, but only three strings. And I'm playing the bass, but I'm playing it to this music, and it's very difficult for me, in a way, or challenging, instructional, learning. And so I have to put a lot of effort in it <laughs> to get it together. A, is it a Western-based 
music or Eastern? Yeah. Yeah, in fact, I was given a um, CD of Okinawa traditional music. It's wow. a it's an Okinawa version of a shamisen. And, uh, yeah, that's some trippy music. <laughs> I never heard anything like that before. There's no bass. Right, right. So in a way, I should be free to do whatever, but <laughs> of course I'm not. And that's okay, because, like I said, it's a learning thing for me. And um, it's one reason I stick to the bass, because there's just so much to explore on it. Um, I know there's people who play all kinds of stuff, and I have a lot of respect for that, but... Myself, I just dilute my effort, <laughs> you know, so I'll just stick with the bass. But I'll put the bass in different situations where I have to learn. So Perk helped me out, and I played the most simple bass line. No intervals. You know, I wanted to do something. It was kind of a discussion with the drums, the way I set up the music. And uh, Steve Perkins is beautiful drummer and very very non-generic mm-hmm. and lots of personality and so he came right up did great and yeah I was you know how long did Perk is a guy can call up anytime yeah. and he'll, he'll play with me he'll do how whatever he's just the he's a sweetheart I get to play with him again at a Banyan gig on the 6th. June. No, 5th of June at, uh, in Long Beach at T. Piazza's. Okay. So I'm looking forward to that because it's been a while, a couple months. Yeah. And of course, now it's Clyde. Who's uh, incredible. He, uh, sensei, I think the word is. Sensei, <laughs> yeah. Master, teacher. Yeah. <laughs> and every time I get to play with him, wow. Something else. He's been out touring with uh, Wilco and showing those guys a thing or two. As, uh, I got a chance to see the singers three days in a row. Nels Klein singers. Yeah, I love that band. Yeah, right. Scott on drums and uh, Devin. Devin on bass. Mm-hmm. Devin uh, does just got to play some gigs with Devin solo. You know, just him in an upright. In fact, he's doing the whole process of weeding out Black Flag record oh. solo on the uh, bass. He wrote a song for Kara. I played it on one of my shows. It's called Kara. Wow. Incredible. I guess when he was really young, uh, Black Flag had a profound effect on him. So it was Rush, as it turned out. <laughs> Rush? Yeah, we had that in common. <laughs> wow. You know, I used to get asked a lot about Rush because I played in trios, you know. Uh-huh. And so people must think you're into Rush. And <laughs> I have an old Pedro friend named Tony, and he was way into him. And he made me go once in the 70s, late 70s. And... Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about something different <laughs> than what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it is just three guys, so... People make the connection. Um, let's see here. Well, um, I got to play with my uh, new latest trio, Missing Man, a couple times since the last show. 
last show, uh, Chris Noah Selch was in town, and because uh, he was uh, here as a young man, I think he moved when he was twelve. And he was here to visit family, and he called me up, and went and talked to him, and uh, played an interview with him last show. He's joined Flipper, and he's uh, doing a lot of interesting things. Uh, right after that, I got to play with the Missing Men, Tom and Raul, uh, with a band called uh, Melt Banana, which was a uh, pretty wild experience. They're an intense band. I played with them first time about seven years ago in Orlando, Florida, and they've hiked it up pretty much. I mean, they, they're pretty amazing then, but wow. So we got to play with them in Sacramento and West Hollywood. And in West Hollywood, the Troubadour, we even got to uh, play with them. Uh, I mean, you know, on the stage together uh, in a jam with uh, Stooges Funhouse, <laughs> which was pretty... Uh, interesting version <laughs> take on it <laughs> but uh, you know it was funny we, we, we opened up for him in Sacramento and then they played and we saw it and, and then when we came to do the West Hollywood show you know we knew what it was all about mm-hmm. how they are in the moment and so the missing men p- playing just changed from that first gig to the second it was like whoa <laughs> And it wasn't too technical. I think Tom started the gig out of tune. <laughs> <laughs> Some, uh, something wrong with his tuner yeah. or something. You know, the Minutemen never used tuners. No, I didn't know. De Boone said we shouldn't use them. As long it as was you guys bourgeois. synchronized, huh? I guess that's fine. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Be relative. And we would get flatter as the gig went on, but we try to keep... <laughs> the same amount of flatness <laughs> it's funny when we were kids we didn't really know about tuning so much I can imagine what it sounded like mm-hmm. yeah we thought it was like a personal thing some people like the strings <laughs> tight so we like it loose we didn't know you know your A note had to be the other guy's A note we just thought if you if you were by yourself and you played down on the corner and it sounded right you were in tune so you're idiots. Slow learners. I'm still a slow learner. So, uh, yeah, even though technically being blew some clams and stuff, there was a lot more emotion. In fact, I was very proud of my guys. They played great. Yeah. And um, people came to the gig were very nice. Both gigs were packed and uh, yeah, it, it was uh, an experience. But anyway, at the sound check at uh, Troubadour, I got a chance to uh, talk with the Mount Banana singer, Yaka. And so here's an interview with her, uh, talking about uh, where they are right now. Okay, uh, I'm at Starwood. No, I'm not. not Starwood's been gone a long time. I'm at the Troubadour in West Hollywood on uh, May 18th, 2007. I'm here with Yaka from Mel Banana. Hello. Welcome. Hello. Yeah, hello. It's strange. 
Yeah, well, I'm straight. Uh, now, which U.S. tour is it for you now? How many? Seven or eight? Tour? How many? So far? Seven or eight? eight? Mm, I think. This is eighth tour. I think. I, maybe, yeah. That's okay. Oh. You can just guess. <laughs> so, first one was how many years ago? Uh, it was seven, seven, six, 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 seven, seven, seven years. Seven years. That's mm-hmm. when I played with you in Orlando, Florida, right? Um, yeah. Oh. No, no, no. That, that's six years ago. Six years. Mm. I thought it was 2000. Oh, 2000. And it's 2007. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Numbers are silly. Uh, They're silly. Uh, and the band's 12 years old. Mm. Right. And you were telling me five drummers. Huh. But uh, you, Agata, Rika, always. Oh, the same. Yeah. New drummer Yuki. Mm, Uki. Yeah. Mm. So, what's the problem with drummers? Oh, I, I, I don't know. Oh, no. But mostly they got tired touring. Tour beat them up. Oh, I, I guess. Yeah, yeah. No, I've, I've, I've experienced that. Some people are born to do it, others... Yeah, I know. Some people can't, can't do, do that. Right. Like, they, they want to stay one place to live. Yeah, so. to live. This life, like sailor. Sailor? Yeah, in a way. The van is a boat... Aha! Uh-huh. Sailor! Yeah, from uh-huh. Norway. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, not all people are sailors. <laughs> Some little part of their life, mm. but not whole life. Some uh. people whole life. <clears throat> I just did my 61st tour. <laughs> so many years. Many years. But I like it. Mm. It's my life. But uh, I only live 30 miles south, so this is not a tour for me. <laughs> but it's a great honor for me to play with you. And my oh. guys, very, very special, your band to us. Oh, Much respect. You. Now, I have to ask you, what does the name Mel Banana mean? Oh, it, oh, I, I don't know. Uh, when, when we decided to name ourselves Melt Banana, we wanted some kind of catchy pop name yeah and Agata said that well then how about banana because of the Andy Warhol yeah paint Velvet Underground cover yeah 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 so and so I said then let's put melt in front of the banana yeah and I don't know why I picked the word melt yeah but it became melt banana it was just spur of the moment <laughs> I just come First record I heard was Charlie. Oh. Tom let me listen to it. Oh. Nels, you know Nels Klein, incredible guitarist. He knew all about it too. That oh. I was new. And I was like, wow. Wow. What are these guys like live? You know, maybe they do this only in the studio. No, but I see it when you make it live. Incredible. Thank you. Do you practice a lot? So, so. Yeah. Mm. Now you live in Tokyo? Tokyo. But you're from uh, Osaka? Yeah, no, I'm from Tokyo. 
and、okay. Rika is from Tokyo, and Agata from Osaka. Ah, okay. But did he move? Is he Tokyo now? Oh, no, he came to Tokyo for the university. Ah,、mm. is that where you met in school? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I went to college too, I got a degree in electronics. I never used it. I majored in punk rock. <laughs> <laughs> But it was an interesting experience. It was the 70s. Late 70s, boring time. Ah, <laughs>、uh, to speak of, 12 years ago you start band. What was punk scene like in Japan? Hmm. I don't know much about Like, Oh no, there, there is much more like the underground kind of、yeah. thing. Is that where you came out of? Oh, we actually came from noise genre, noise part, noise music. Noise music, yeah, yeah, yeah.、Um, but we liked punk music also. Yeah. So、uh, maybe we built the music. Punk music and noise music together. Yeah, yeah, yeah.、Mm. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, no, and uh, like, so after that, the punk music thing and noise music thing got really close、yeah. to get on each other. Yeah. And、mm, Japan underground music scene became really good. Yeah.、Mm. Who w a s your favorite bands in those days over there? Oh, I like cor- corrupted. Grafted? Co- no, co- corrupted. Corrupted.、Mm. Yeah, Very yeah. heavy, slow, heavy and beautiful band. And I, I, I like also a, a band called Slight Slappers. They are fast and short and very intense band. Okay, Slight Slappers. <clears throat> Was it easy to play gigs in the old days in、mm. Japan? Oh, hmm. What, what do you mean? Was it easy? Was it hard to have shows or easy to have shows? Oh, oh easy. Because、oh. there are so many clubs in Tokyo. But 12 years ago?、Uh, 12 years ago?、Mm. Oh, we. Oh, I, I think it's. There are many shows organized、yeah. in Tokyo 12 years ago, but、um, when, when we started the band, we, no, no one knows about us. Yeah. Right? So, to play the show, we pay money to the club. And pay to play. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we call it here. <laughs> so, you put on your own shows?、Uh, not our own, but. With other like, bands, yeah.、Uh, with some put other bands. Put on the gig, yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. Did you start touring right away? No, we couldn't. Yeah. Know, like, in, in Japan,、yeah. it's hard to tour.、Uh. Like, Not so many big cities、yeah. in, in Japan, like, and also the highway is very expensive. Okay. Like, to go to Osaka, it, it costs like $100 one、Jeez. way. The toll. Toll. Yeah. Christ.、Mm. So, for Japanese bands, it's very difficult to yeah, yeah. tour in Japan. So, you usually play in your town? Oh, yes.、Yeah. Okay. Um... Made your first record? Did you make it yourself? Ah,、uh, first, uh, the first 
You mean album? Yeah. Album. On to our friend Kekenu. Yeah. He's from a band called Zenigeva, and he put out our first album. And he's a friend of Steve Albini. Yeah. And he asked us. If we wanted to record with Steve Albini, yeah, and we said, yeah, yeah, good cat.、Oh, so, so he he brought us to United States, Chicago. To, yeah, Chicago to his studio. So it was our first time to visit United States, and、ah. that that's why we started touring United States because of the record. Yeah,、uh, to make the record.、Huh? Uh, and it, because I, I ask because I know you have your own label now. Oh,、uh, uh, yeah. How、yeah. that happened? And after we put out like first album and second album, we left the label where we were at. Yeah. And we we were like we we wanted to find an another label to put, put out our album, but one one guy offered us if to have our own label. Like, yeah. Ano we. One guy introduced us to Revolver USA. We are working at working with a company called Revolver,、yeah. and they manufacture and distribute our CDs. And they gave, they said that、yeah. uh, no, we can have the label. ASAP. ASAP under、yeah. the Revolver. Sure, sure. They they make them and stuff, but you deliver the music,、so uh, um, artwork. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you have other bands on the label? No, not yet. It's just for. Oh,、uh, we, but you have plans. Oh,、uh, no, we we hope to put out other bands on ASAP. Yeah. But oh、uh, no, it's kind of hard, and we we are too busy doing ourselves, and、uh, our things. Sure, sure.、Mm, Understood. So it,、uh, it, it's kind of hard to take care of other bands, so we maybe we are not ready to do it yet. Right, right, right. Now you have new album. Oh.、Uh. Bambi Dilemma.、Oh. What does this name mean?、Hmm. <laughs> Bambi is this little deer. I, I, mean,、yeah. I know about it a little bit. Yeah.、Mm. And、uh, what is the dilemma? Oh,、um, during the during the recording, we had many dilemmas. Ah, problems. Oh,、uh, pro- some problems and some.、Mm, Frustration or many things. Yeah.、Mm. So maybe it came from、okay. those. Okay. But Bambi, like innocent. Ah,、uh, Bambi. Oh no, like the two years, two years ago, or three years ago when we toured、yeah. the United States,、yeah. we hit a deer. Oh. And after after that, we were like kind of hunted by the deer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And. <laughs> and after, I know, and this year, I don't know why, but we listened to Sex Pistols a lot. Yeah.、Uh, I know. Never mind the bollocks. <laughs> and I know they they have a song. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So haunted by the deer and Bambi from the Sex Pistols, and now Bambi's dilemma. It all comes together. <laughs> yeah. 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 When you make a record and you make the songs, is it all together or, or each song own life?、Oh. Does it come together as one big concept, or is、uh, each song its own life? Ah,、uh, 
we usually don't decide any concept or theme. We just start to after you get your songs. You know, make, make songs. Okay, when you're doing the songs, can you write the words? Ah, right. I'm guessing. Oh yes, right. They're intense lyrics. Oh, thank you very much. So when you are making these, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to tell a story? Are you trying to express self? Are you trying to wake people up? Are you trying to be part of the music in a way? Because the Gatsha's guitar is very provocative. You know, and the words are very provocative. The bass, oh, it's all very in there, and the words go right with it, you know? Oh, you, you answered everything. Oh, okay. Because they're only guests, I just want to know. It's not so important the actual meaning. It's to fit in with the whole feeling. Uh, uh, if I uh, know, I think if uh, I I think there's not so strong message in the lyrics like yeah. uh, like other part who has the strong message. Like literal. Uh, but, uh, so do you ever write the words first, or is it the music first? Uh, it depends. Ah, sometimes. Uh, sometimes lyrics first, but sometimes. Now I watch you at Soundcheck, and you you watch real close. Most singers, like with Stooges, Iggy never comes to Soundcheck. Oh really? Yeah. So, but you're very involved. Oh. So I, I get a feeling like uh, maybe a kind of conductor. I know I got to too much attention to whole sound. Oh. You're not just separate in your own role. It's big picture. Oh, it's. Uh, maybe it, uh, no, it, it should be me to see the whole music because yeah, yeah. they are playing, so they can't see the... You got perspective. You got the big... Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Because a lot of times when there's a singer and then the guys work in the machines, uh-huh. big separation. Oh. And with your band, I don't see this. You know, close. Oh. Mm. Yeah, which I like. Because to be a band is... Group- Oh, it, it's really no, normal for us. Yeah, mm. just the way you always did it. Yeah. Did you ever want to work a machine? I mean, you got that little... Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's what is just, that? Just a toy. Okay, <laughs> like okay. Some, But have you ever worked one of these, a uh, guitar or bass or drum? Um, no. I, okay, because you're a great singer. <laughs> I don't mean to sing. Thank you. Uh, but do you ever get hoarse? Horse. Horse. Oh, oh. You do. Oh, yes. Because you sing very high. Oh, oh, oh no, I often lose my voice. Sometimes. Mm. But this is the beginning of tour, so it's still strong. Oh, uh, still alive. <laughs> How do you keep it strong? Tea? Yeah, I drink a lot of tea. Mm. Man, because you crank it, you keep it up there, and it's... Really good because it cuts through the music. Oh man, uh, it's big part of music, uh, not buried. So I uh, know, but but always in the middle of the tour, I yeah. started to get hoarse. Get, uh, like, you know, yeah, yeah. So it's really I uh, know make 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 me frustrated. Like, yeah, it is. Mm. It is because you know these are different. This is a human. <laughs> yeah. This throat. Yeah. Ah, it's a problem. It's a dilemma. Dilemma. You say dilemma good. The problem with the L? Yeah. <laughs> you know about that, huh? I was told the hard word is delivery. Oh. 
Oh, oh, ooh, I think so. It's got so. the R's and the L's. Right? Yeah. Where did you learn English? School? Oh, school. Tom told me you guys were studying language. Oh, ooh, Is this yeah, true? Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, no, our university is for the foreign studies. Yeah. Like, like for example, I studied Italian. Ah, my mama's Italian. Italian. Mm, language and like, like culture and many things. Sure, about sure. The, and Agata learned yeah. Thai. Thai? Yeah, yeah. Thai culture. There's a big Thai town here in Hollywood. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Ooh. A lot of immigrants. Oh. Yeah, yeah. In fact, they call it Thai town. Uh, uh, like Chinatown. Yeah, like oh. that. But Thai people. Thai. Wow. And uh, in fact, in U.S., Thai food has become very popular. Oh, I love Squid, Thai. Squid, hot, yeah. and spicy. Good shit. Good shit. But I've never got to go there. Have you guys got to play there? Oh, no. No. We hope to go there. Because Thailand's a lot closer to Japan than the oh. U.S. It's yeah, still yeah, difficult, yeah. huh? Mm. I have friends who play China. Have you played China yet? Uh, not yet. But it's starting to happen, huh? I uh, heard you. Mm, mm, mm. I know bands. Have Sonic Youth just went there. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Even uh, there was an old punk band uh, from here called Urinals. They went there. Oh. Uh, friends of mine in Oakland, sisters in the pit, they went there. Mm. I'm just wondering because those lands are close. Oh. But still difficult, huh? Mm. U.S. much easier. Oh. I mean, we have the same problem. Mexico right next door. Yeah, yeah. Much yeah. easier for us to play Europe. Oh, I see. Even though they're next door. Mm. So, uh, you go to Mexico? To I've only played there three times. Oh. In all these years, almost 30 years. Only oh. three times. Mm. Even though it's right next door. So. Oh. It's probably the same with oh, those lands yeah, with yeah. you guys. They're yeah. close, but still difficult. Yeah, yeah. But one day we get to play everywhere. That's my dream. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So my father was a sailor, so this is the way I get to see oh. the world. Oh. Yeah. So not a lot of money. <laughs> you, you've toured here many times. A lot of people get impression all U.S. people have a lot of money. Oh. It's not true. Uh, <laughs> some do. Oh. A lot don't. But because of my work, I get to see the world. Oh. I'm very lucky. Very lucky. I would like to play South America and Central America more. Oh, One day, oh, oh. it'll come. It'll mm. come. But. Oh, no. When I see the <laughs> uh, internet, I, t- I hit many bands from Mexico and Brazil. Yeah, yeah. And it seems really uh, no, exciting. I got to play in Brazil once with Stooges. Oh. Sao Paulo and uh, Rio de Janeiro. Mm. Beautiful. I loved it. And I've got to play Buenos Aires in Argentina. Oh. But then that's it. Mm. That's it. So mm. things will change. Oh, get better, more open. Yeah. And I was wondering over there in the east if it's the same. Have you guys toured Australia? No, <laughs> not yet. Wow. <laughs> I've been there three times. Oh, many crocodiles. I didn't see any crocodiles, <laughs> but they're uh, they only a few cities and very far apart. Oh, like this part and. So you have to fly. Other. You have to fly uh-huh. to the town. So. It's almost the size of the United States, oh. with only half the people of California. So they only live on the edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but I, I liked it. God, it's close to you guys. You should check that out if you mm. ever get a chance. I think you'd like it. Mm. They've had punk scene a long time. Oh. Old Australia scene. Um, you played Canada. Oh, Yeah, yes. yeah. Right. Several, several times. Yeah, yeah, me too. It's a good land. Mm. It's a little cold in the winter, but it's good. I like playing. Uh, <coughs> album just came out last month. 
So you're going to tour for a while now, huh? ああ、ようとえっとラストラストアワーズ2ですけど。いや。うん。えっと。え、ウォットウォットリストえ、ウォットウォットユーミンライク。ビカーズアルバムジャスケムアウト。ゆガトゥアラット。ああ、いやいや
first when I started the band and started touring, there my my mother and father were really upset and worried about me. Yeah, yeah, uh, because, dangerous. Uh, and also. They wanted me to have the regular job, career, and yeah, and maybe marry somebody and be happy at home like that. Oh yeah. Uh, so they are not happy at all. But these days they became like more like understanding. They accepted. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Yaka's life. We gotta let her have it. Oh, uh, and now you know, they ask me many things about the band. Ah, how, how, how are you doing? Like you know. Yeah, yeah. It's really good, and yeah, I'm. Happy. I wonder about that sometimes. <laughs> you know, sometimes uh, <laughs> I'm older than some of the people's parents that come see me, and like, whoa, and they trip on it, you know. So I wonder about people in other bands, because do you see yourself doing this in future? Oh no, actually, seeing you keep playing music. I feel like, oh, I can just keep playing music, you know, if I want to do, you know. So I, <laughs> so if you keep quit playing music, I, won't quit. I have to think about it. Okay. But, so you need to keep, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> I will. I'm driven. <laughs> yeah. No, it's strange. You know, I got into this. Mm. Not because I was musician, you know, I'm not a musician. I had a friend and I really wanted to play with him. Mm. And we were boys, we were 13. And then he got killed oh. about 22 years ago. Oh. But I just had to keep going, even though I lost my original reason. Mm. It's weird. I never thought of this when I was young that oh. you could do this. Oh. You know? Because punk came in the 70s, you know. When I was uh, just young man, and it was like something you did because you loved it. You mm. could not think you could make a life of it. Mm. It was so small, you know. Yeah. And it didn't look, you know, because punk wasn't big like now. Huh? Oh. When you started, did you think of, uh, hey, I want to do this for a life, or I want to <laughs> do it because I have to? Oh, I, I don't know. I, I started because I just wanted to do something. But I didn't think like I I toured such many times, and I I didn't think like I keep playing music so long time. But now I'm really happy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, more respect out of Japan or in Japan for Mel Banana? Mm, we got more people out, outside, outside than inside. Japan. Mm. Isn't that weird? Mm. But uh, no, in Japan, the underground music scene is still uh, smaller than uh, no, America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So that maybe it's just, just that why. What's big music there? Pop? Yeah, J-pop. Called. It's called J-pop? It's called J-pop. Yeah. I don't know a lot about the music scene over there. Oh, I did go to an underground show though when I was with the Stooges. Someone oh. took me to a show, five or six bands, and it was oh. great. Mm. It was really good. Everybody had their own sound. Oh. I, I was amazed. Yes, the gig went like very efficient together. All the people, uh, audience focus, yeah, supporting yeah, yeah. the bands, supporting each other. I was really impressed. Mm. So um, there are many good bands and 
also people who come to the club to see those kind of bands are really into the music. But the problem is that there, there is no radio station yeah. who, yeah. who play those interesting music. No support. So people cannot know and notice about the music. It's only from a friend or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because、yeah, yeah, they don't get to hear.、Um, Yeah, so, so if the, the people had more chance to find out the music, like underground punk music or、yeah. that kind of music, the scene will be bigger and it will be better. And then, yeah, at least people have a chance to cho、mm. choose. Yeah, they yeah, can't、right. choose if they don't know.、Mm, yeah. yeah, right. Oh, man. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. Very good.、Uh,
Okay, that was uh, Melt Banana with Cat Brain Land. And before that was an interview with Yaka, the singer of Mount Banana. Oh, yeah, you know, my guitar player, Tom, Tom Watson, uh-huh. says, uh, I got to the Mount Banana guitarist, is hmm. his favorite guitarist of all time. And uh, I told him that with both of them standing there, and I told him I got to that, and uh, Tom got weirded out. He said, you're not supposed to say that with him there. It's almost like you don't tell someone when you have a crush. You know, like, he has a crush on well, I don't know him. if he has a crush on him. No, I'm just saying it's the equivalent. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but he likes his guitar a lot. Um... <laughs> uh, did you see that drawing over there, Steve McQueen? Raymond did that. You were asking about Raymond? Yeah. That's the cover of the Funanori thing. Steve McQueen. That's Steve McQueen in uh, Sam Pebbles. Sam Pebbles was me and D. Boone's favorite movie when we were oh. boys. It's a great book, too. I have it over there, right? Yeah. It was written by a sailor, yeah. Richard McKenna, many years in the Navy. 23 or so. Wow. The engine room guy, like my pop, and uh, yeah, he wanted to write. And uh, it's a heavy book. It's not just about the Navy. I mean, that's where it takes place and all that, but it's a lot of deep human truths. So, I recommend it to everyone. See the sand pillows. Now, uh, some other uh, gigs I did was um, Dose, Sunday, opening for XBXRX. Hard trouble remembering their name, huh? And they got a singer named Chris, and his brother plays guitar. And they're from Mobile, but they moved to... uh, Oakland, up in the Bay Area here, and uh, great band, incredible band. I recommend. Uh, in fact, they're, they're on tour now, and they're going to hook up with Mount Banana and play together for some gigs. Mount Banana's with Tool too, some shows, but they're going to come back around the fall. So try to see these bands if you can. Um. They got, you know, like they said in the interview about the drummer thing, but this new guy, uh, uh, Yubi, Yuki, uh, really good. I think he's the fifth one. I've had five drummers in 12 years. But the other three, Gata, Yaka, and Rika, have been all the same. And uh, they're all amazing in their own right. I mean, and then together, (laughs) you just got to see it. The records are really trippy, but to see the thing live is something else. And the same with the XBXRX. I mean, their thing is wild. And lately, every time uh, Chris comes down to play, he asks for Dose to open, and which is great. You know, he sits right up front, and Kira yeah. dances around him while she's playing. <laughs> you know, we've, we've had Dose now 21 years. Yeah. I think that's the oldest band you It's my longest running band. Yeah, longest. God, just to think of it. (laughs) It's uh, 
we've had the band longer than a lot of young punk rockers been alive. (laughs) 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 But, you know, (laughs) it's an interesting thing. Just two basses. That's challenging, believe me. But it helps me learn, too. I got to um, play... um, Yeah... um, I don't yeah we're going to be on the radio I think you see Irvine uh, Cal uh, University in June UCI yeah I don't know for sure I'm also going to do an interview with somebody from UCLA at their campus so I'm going <laughs> to be at some schools <laughs> playing and spieling but that's neat I don't have a lot of local gigs, though, because of uh, all the touring with the Stooges this summer. I think I go over. I have like 25 gigs. So, back and forth. I think it, things will slow down. And they were telling me, Iggy said, in the September. Okay. So, that's when I can get with my missing man and get the new record going. Yeah. The songs for it. I do want to tour before we record, though, because I hardly ever do that. I always... Make the record and then tour. So I want to do it the other way around. Good, good way to rehearse and work things out. Well, actors rehearse. We practice. <laughs> okay. I wanted to play some uh, XBX. Sorry, it's all about semantics, Pete. <laughs> okay, good. I have the power. <laughs> <laughs> power of the spiel. And uh, here's a song called um, Sheets and Organs. Sheets and organs. from Pedro Show.
sun I'm dipping down in the sun Touching down my toes in the sand from Pedro show that was uh, way down rough rough in parentheses there by Brian Brown and before that we had sheets and organs by XBXRX um, uh, yeah we had some I, I was at the Troubadour three times last week uh, once for playing but two times to see some friends but uh, we're coming on the end of the first hour here, May 23rd, 2007, edition of the Watt from Pedro show. So I'll tell you about that uh, in the next hour, because it was good to see some old buddies there. Uh, see them play and see them in uh, good shape. So hang tight for hour two. May 23rd, 2007, it's the second hour of the Watt from Pedro show. Sing a song, sing a song, sing a song, it won't take long. If you listen to this song, I'll do my best to give to you. It's true to say, don't collect what you can't give away. A friend help me close on the day I lost my way. Count 
the good, you know you should Catch the bug beyond your way
notes in the moat Woke us up with our quotes of despair Heavy words hung wet in the air And stared us in the face The wind of full pace Put rain in our hair and down our necks The storm did its best to make a mess Turned the showboat over The rats left their nests We swam up to the bank and scrambled Some sank We used their backs as a plank And tiptoed across And I went to the road Walked up heading home We were so free Wet from our toes up to our upturned noses Catching the drops like cups to the top And smelling the roses Looked like we'd been hosed down Clothes pulling over the ground like rags and boneses We looked up, girl shouting, stick in hand, hand in fingerless glove. She looked like she had enough. We were out, she was in. Going on about something. She started to sing. Above him, 
was that first thing he said again? Walk the dog. Up and down the stairs. No, the park. Somewhere open. No hope then. I looked around. The ground was covered in buildings and holes being filled in shops refurbishing. This constant ringing in my ears. from Pedro show uh, we started the second hour out with a tune called Catch the Boat from 100 Pets now 100 Pets is a side project of a buddy of mine named Sam I met Sam he's playing with the band that was on a festival I was doing in uh, Australia and uh, I think last show I played just some stuff that he did with a buddy of his named Daniel. But Sam just sent me this. This is stuff he recently did. He had an infection that made permanent hearing loss in one ear. And very sad thing for anybody doing music. So, But uh, he's climbed out of that dark, depressing hole, and he's gotten back into music. And the band he, pl- he plays with, uh, yeah, we heard one of their songs, too. Well, well first we, uh, after his Catch the Boat song, we heard one of his buddies 
there in Brighton. He's living in Brighton in England. And uh, this cat's got a band called My Little Problem. And the song was All These Things. And then Go Team was after that with their new song, um, Grip Like a Vice. And, and that's where Sam's been playing with. And he's got a lot of touring coming up this summer. So I'm going to get to see him because Stooges share some festivals with him. And, you know, my heart just goes out to him. But he's a strong cat. And, uh, in fact, he's going to be doing more of his own music. And he asked me to play some bass on it, which is quite an honor for me. I mean, I got to meet all those people in that band. But Sam is the one who knew about me. <clears throat> in fact, one of his buddies made a painting, a big painting of uh, D. Boone, you know, uh, from Double Nickels where he's in the car. His pop gave him that old Impala with a big gash in the door mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, that's funny man that thing it sounded like a sewing machine it was running like on, it was a V8 running like on three cylinders it was a piso but he got him around it was this weird like eggnog color I remember it but anyway so good to hear from Sam and you know life throws you things I know I whine about my hands getting sore after gigs and, you know, getting swollen up like mittens and my knees hurting from paddling, even from playing. Uh, but you got to keep the, I have to keep that in perspective because, you know, there's a lot bigger hells to face. So feeling sorry for yourself. I, I, I get into that all kinds of times about things. And I lose sight of the big picture. So I'm grateful for people around me who are patient <laughs> with my, uh, you know, what do they call it? Pity. Self-pity. 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 Nightmare mode of behavior. Oh, you're whining. Whining, yeah. <laughs> Moaning. The soreness is a trip. Uh, you know, because it'll get you. I like. I hurt my shoulder last week, conked wrong or something, and man, it it got worked out. You know, it's just like the moment. You know, just like when the sickness was on me. You know, because you would think to live in the moment is the way to be, and then you're you're actually somewhere where you can do something about it. But when like hurt and sickness come. That's all you have is the moment, you know, and then you're all overwhelmed with that and you can't climb out. It's just a nightmare. So my heart goes out to Sam and and he's just an example to me about facing down adversity and getting over it and making do with the hand that gets dealt in life. You get dealt a bunch of hands, you know, like you're... Uh, playing cards or something you know you can't stack the deck you can think you can you can get full of yourself but at the end of the day you got to deal with the hand that's dealt and it's it's okay because sometimes you get dealt really good hands but you never think about that or I don't well I try 
a lot of times when I'm pedaling and paddling, you know, every morning when I'm not on tour, or if I'm on tour, I hoof. But I got to go out and, and do these things, not so much in the jock uh, athlete thing, as much as uh, my head, too, and self uh, I don't know, analysis sounds big word, so just look, see inside and be fair. Reflex. Yeah, but be fair about it and not wallow. And uh, just the accepting thing is a hard thing. Have you ever read uh, Faulkner? No. Pete? No. Okay, William Faulkner was a writer. And uh, he wrote a book called Light in August. And I wrote it, I read it last year. I did not write it. <laughs> and uh, it's got some intense things about that. I mean, it's all abstract. It's almost like a Joyce thing, but he's not a foreigner, you know? But what I got out of it was things like that. So I'm always thinking of Joe Christmas. Joe Christmas is like one of the main cats in the story. Man, it's a world of hurt in that book. But it brought focus. You know what I'm reading now, too? It's right on the money with where I'm at. Is uh, Well, this always happens with books, you know. I think almost any book, because the way the novel is, you can read yourself into it. You know, they're loose enough and shit that all of a sudden, you know, Guy's writing all about you or the woman. Mm-hmm. So uh, you pertain all your life. So anyway, this Soren Kierkegaard, have you ever heard of him? No. He's a Danish cat from almost 200 years ago. and He's got a book called Fear and Trembling, man. And it's only 152 pages. I recommend that to everybody. Right when you get done with Sam Pebbles. Mm-hmm. And before you read Light in August. <laughs> read Fear and Trembling because... Uh, I gave you to that. Okay. It's well. She had me read Spinoza, you know. And <laughs> the, I'm rereading a lot of these philosopher cats yeah, yeah. Uh, in my twenties, you know, because I think a lot of that stuff I was reading then in my twenties, I knew it all, you know, and so I don't know if I read it in in the right frame of mind. So, uh, and also I was just trying to get a grasp structure and form and stupid shit like that, and not really getting to the voice of the author. And there's some insane writing in the Kierkegaard. I mean, it's it's a trip. And I don't know if you have to believe in any of it. In fact, it's hard to know what he actually believes in. You know, the way he uh, poses things and stuff. You can't tell if he's ridiculing or being ironic or whatever. So, but it's just some good things about wondering. And, uh, oh yeah, there was one more, another buddy of Sam's, um, Hamilton Yarns, with the song called All the Low Notes, which, you know, I'm partial to, so I'm into the low notes. <laughs> a little bit biased. Yeah, well, you know, we all got different gigs. It takes a lot of colors to make a rainbow, so I got the low ones. It's all right. There's a lot of bass players that can teach me a lot. So it's not like I'm the king of it or anything. I just 
find it interesting. The way it fits to things together, you know? Not on, on its own, it's kind of strange. I guess with dose, it's kind of... It's, it's not its own, but it's... Two things... Two like things on its own. Sure. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I got to see some buddies... I mean, I got to hear from somebody, Sam here. But last week, I was at the Troubadour two other times besides playing. And I got to see the Me Puppets and, and be with Chris Kirkwood again. It's been many, many years. And he was in great shape, very healthy, and his mind firing quick, like the old Chris. And he was playing great. And his brother Kurt, of course... He's playing a strat through a PV and making that thing sound great. And they got another drummer, so it ain't the whole original Meat Puppets. I think the guy's name's Ted, New York. But he did a pretty good Bostrom. And uh, it was just something to see them. I was going to try to do an interview, but Richard Crowland from the LA Times is there, so he had dibs. <laughs> so maybe I call Chris on the phone and do one with him. Uh, and then uh, I, uh, a couple of days before that, I got to see Dinosaur. And they had all the original, Murph, Lou, Jay. And they played great. They were righteous. You know, they got all their stuff stole last year, Long Island. So Lou didn't have his uh, Rickenbacker anymore, but he had this 56 reissue bass. And the way Lou plays, you know, is like Pete Townsend with the arm moving and the man is strong with the right hand I was telling you this yeah. you know there, I think there's too much emphasis on the left hand the fretting hand I mean obviously if you're left handed although Kira is left handed yeah right. cause she thought the strong hand should be the one fretting see but I think because they're basically rhythm machines you know so the right hand drives that so I think it's very important. Lou's got quiet technique. And of course, Jay, wow. He's got his own line of shoe now. Right, the Nike signature. Jay mask is silver with Cheers. purple, and I'm sticking to Chuck's. Sorry, Jay. <laughs> Much respect, though. And Murph wasn't wearing the Dolphins like when I saw him last. He, But he had some goofy shirt um uh, Calvin Klein t-shirt shit. What? Yeah. <laughs> Calvin Klein corporate. jeans, it said on it. Are they all gone corporate? Well, I think Murph was being ironic. <laughs> so to see some old friends, both me, Puppets, and Dinosaur, be at the Troubadour three times when I maybe ain't there three times for a whole year. Right. <laughs> that was a trip. A week. So... I was telling Pete, um, I really only go to pads to play. I, I go see some gigs, but not much. I don't even stay up late much. Stay up late now. It's 10.30. So it's time to play some more music. Live from Pedro Show.
from Pedro show that was Club Goldgrain by Open Sewage and we had uh, Learn from Cabron before that <laughs> great name for a band <laughs> love it <laughs> and Rob by Now before that and Fun Foo <laughs> by Kayoka Maisie Day by the Kings of Lower Town. Now, that's the cat I was telling you about yeah. who wanted some song, what to write a song about, so I suggested the Sand Pebbles, and he wrote a tune about it. So, mm-hmm. And when I get back from Stooges uh, in September, I told him I'd play bass on it. So, How does that work? They well, they send you the music... And then, you know, with the Pro Tools and stuff, you okay. can play along with it. Yeah, that's uh, how technology is now. It's making collaborations a lot more easier. That's how I'm going to do with Sam, too. That's how I'm doing for Nunari. You're a lot, are you doing a lot of that? Yeah, I try to do as much as I can. Can you even keep track? What's what was that band? The, uh, no, that movie, uh, The Day the Earth Stood Still. I have no idea. Yeah, there was a science fiction movie, and this cat wrote a song about the creature in it, and I put oh. bass to that. So what kind of bass? He goes, I want it wild and crazy. So I played wild and crazy. <laughs> I don't think that's hard. <laughs> uh, well, you know, everything's hard. <laughs> it's scary. Recording, I, I, I choke a lot, you know. How often do people get the... Um uh, how, how often do people ask you to be on their project? I get actually, I get asked a lot, and I have to say no a bunch. But you, I try to do as much as I can. Do you judge the music first? No, I um, yeah, judge. Maybe. I'm in no position to judge anybody. Well, maybe, <laughs> maybe it's not the word, but you know, see if you can. Enough of that. <laughs> I feel uncomfortable when I get the jury summons, you know. <laughs> it's like, man, luckily I've been excused a lot, never seated on a jury because I don't feel right standing in judgment, trying to get away just, from all that. and Just vote not guilty. And uh, <laughs> Yeah, but with opinions too, you know, on, mm-hmm. on people and their works. and yeah. I see you got a stack of um, CDs that people give you. Huh? Yeah. You get a lot of that every gig? Yeah. People bring me the music, and that's what I play. That's cool. Uh, we had Cricket with Position Normal. 
and well, the band's position normal. And we started off with target practice by Schooner. Schooner, there's some cat who likes to write me long poems. Oh. Yeah, so. Wow. Yeah, they're really creative to uh, some kind of Rimbaud-type trip, in a way. That's what I think of. Kind of. <laughs> um, Peek, you take pictures. What's that about? Yes, I do. Um, I have been interested in taking pictures of musicians for the past uh, 15 years now. Um, it's just the way I listen to music, really, is <laughs> uh, by watching closely. Not listening? Through. No, well, I have to focus on the listening while watching because otherwise the crowd really distracts me from listening to music oh. I don't I, it's, it's hard to explain but that's just a, but it's not why I mean, no that's interesting I, well that's just a, um, a part of it but you know I do love people creating and I, I understand about not judging music and all that stuff because I feel the same way uh, everybody have um, the unique voice to speak through however... You would hope so. Yeah, well... <laughs> In the ideal world. Sure. Everybody's got the potential to. Sure. Myself included, hopefully. And I, I, you know, I love to watch evolution of people too, so... You know, if I... You like to see them age? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's just a, a natural process. Aging... Yeah, I'm quite aware. <laughs> And, and the pictures probably document that pretty <laughs> well, huh? Well, it depends, you know. It's like, I don't think much about aging. It's just uh, people are people. Um, usually, it's more about what they they do. <laughs> you ever think about middle age? Uh, all the time. Yeah, I'm, I never used to think of it. I'm going to be 50 in seven months. I just hope uh, my middle age don't regret my, you know, 10 years prior to that. <laughs> well, I'm kind of, I like it. I mean, the body hurts a little more, but I wouldn't go back to the young days. Well, I would to C.D. Boone again. Right. But, um... Is the camera like a base or something? Do you have one that you stick with? Um, yeah. Um, well, just because you know you're used to how it, how you, how it works in your hand. In yeah. That, in that case, it's the same. Uh, functions and sound. <laughs> I got in taking pictures a few years ago when I pedal and paddle. That's right. And on tour. And um, Raymond likes them. I think you have quite a collection of uh, pelicans. Yeah. <laughs> Sunrises. I'm sure this has to be a world record. And the stuff in the water when I'm paddling. The yeah, yeah. sea lions and the dolphins. Yeah. I haven't seen dolphin pictures from you yet. They're hard to get. They're fast. But I got some. Yeah. They're dorsal fins, you know. Yeah. They're beautiful creatures. Yeah. Man. Some were in real close the other week. Uh, playing around, I mean, really close in. It was wild. They let me uh, paddle around them and stuff. Wow. Yeah. 
they're they're like I said, they're beautiful. Uh, that's a, that's the one um, um, amazing part about seeing your pictures and and things you do in the morning paddling. It's like it's um, it's something I probably wouldn't do. Go out in the water and take pictures of animals at sunrise. <laughs> or before. <laughs> or before sunrise. It's just beautiful. I like that light. I mean, there's no marine layer, especially. Yeah, and you yeah. get that orange-yellow. Absolutely. Man, it's something else. And birds, too, I like to take pictures of. Not just pelicans, the herons right. and ravens and stuff. Yeah. Conyers. You know, we got these conyers. They, uh, they're from the Andes, but people mm-hmm. buy them as pets. And yeah, I guess they're a little bitey and loud. And so they let them go so they can start their own flocks. Sure. I call them the loud men because they are loud. <laughs> and they fly in flocks, but they're uh, team up in twos. And they're, they're, <laughs> they're characters, man. They're <laughs> something else. They're related to parrots and stuff. Right. I think they come through my um You got them house. up there? Yeah. They go How far is Glacelle Park from Pedro? From Pedro is about, um, it's, I don't know, 60 miles, I'm thinking, right? 60? Maybe 40. Well, <laughs> I'm bad at distance and time, but I, it took me just about half an hour to get here. Shit. So, yes, I left late. Well, it was 60, <laughs> you'd be going 120 miles an hour. True, <laughs> but you you don't know how I drive on freeways. <laughs> <laughs> you okay, got a funky it. car. What is that? It's, it's the new version of the Mini Cooper, the BMW Mini Cooper. A mi- Mini Cooper, yes. <laughs> it can go fast. It can go up to 150 if I wanted to. The cell park's not by the water, huh? No, not at all. It's yeah. in sort of hilly area, east, uh, further east from from the... Raymond's in Venice. Is there parking? God, there's no parking in Venice. No. Oh, I got plenty of parking. Yeah. You know, people don't come to my area to go to the beach or anything. <laughs> ah, good point. Right. It's not much of a tourist destination. <laughs> Is there something you want to do with pictures? Um, it's a it's a secret, especially with uh with you. <laughs> Actually, the secret was like I was gonna uh, shoot you for a year. Maybe put together um, uh, a series of of uh, of black and white <laughs> stuff, uh, and you know, just just a storytelling oh, wow. picture. Yeah, yeah. Jack Black keeps telling me he wants to do a show of my sunrises. He's into my sunrises. Yeah. We've had a lot of marine layer. I haven't been able to take many shots. Mm-hmm. Because uh, SoCal, with mountains on one side and the ocean, you get this uh, marine layer because of the cool air and mountains. Yeah. And it's uh, it's not all smog, you know. Right, not all. But uh, I'm too, uh, I don't know, embarrassed, whatever. No. I don't know. I like... Uh, After all these years, you're embarrassed? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't feel that confident. No, they're great. Not even in base, but especially with the pictures. They're great. Mainly, I just point. 
I mean, these digital cameras, you know, you can just point and click and keep shooting enough, so hopefully some of them turn out good. <laughs> you know. Delete the rest. <laughs> and not have to spend monies on film. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you just buy the camera and snap away. Yeah, I do that, too. <laughs> I like to uh, take camera on tour, too, and take pictures of the places I've been. Yeah, and you keep, like, tour journals and stuff? I write diary, yeah. Yeah. They're insane. <laughs> <laughs> How so? <laughs> well, I have a lot of uh, anxieties. And so I put, I put it in words. I try to tell about what's going on and hopefully make people curious. That's mm-hmm. uh, like my perspective is so unique, but just the idea of trying to get people to uh, experience things firsthand. Sure. So that's a big reason. I'm trying to practice how to write too. So maybe yeah. I can learn how to do that better. Um, well, uh, let's hear some more music. Uh, yeah. I got this stuff. Uh, these cats called, uh, <coughs> I think, Nerd Table. <laughs> some music. So we'll play that here. A lot for Pedro Show. Well, I just looked at the time and uh, <laughs> we're, we're out <laughs> of time. So... Uh, Got to wait until the third hour here for Nerd Table. That wasn't on purpose. And it, it won't take long. We'll be in the third hour real quick now, so hold tight. May 23rd, 2007. It's the third hour of the Watt from Pedro show. And like I promised, here's Nerd Table. <laughs> Fire. 
the Arctic Circle, the ice cold sea.
love the sauce Feels like knives in my stomach Wrong part of New York is town Manhattan, I love it Third rail, cutting test the one that humanity Kid lost in the subway police academy Revisit the sarcasm of everyone's Sense of dope psyche Street preachers screaming at his lungs in Spanish With graffiti, rocket launchers And just too much littering There's an advantage Rapping up his black on the ground Walk a hundred bucks and blue sparks for pillows Walk the band with a verse Captain and space commandos Quick stand, stick a potion on street side self-promotion Drop time, Kodak Moses, street vibe Oh, them street lights You can see the big dipper in the sky like a fright night White bikes deep when you could be original Signals and stress core Missile pistols of evil Fresh kills of innocence, menstrual psycho Unlikable appearances I'm in a definite rate of jungle Beat rocks, stumbling up rocks Sit it at once, trouble I'm in a definite rate of trouble Beat rocks, stumbling up rocks Sit it at once, trouble
Okay, started off the third hour there with Noise of Earth Part 2 by Nerd Table. Then we had Scotch Sundance by DJ Scotch Egg. That's a friend of Sam's. Sam Duke, the guy I played earlier with his 100 Pets band. Uh, DJ Scotch Egg, he tells me, makes all his music on a Game Boy. (laughs) (laughs) So, they're good for something. Arctic Circle by Lack of Discipline after that. Love that name. And Punk Girl Anthem by Hey Girl. And Stumbling Blocks by Bizart. Bizart opened up for us at the Troubadour. And then uh, finally Serendipity by Nanashi. A lot from Pedro Show. Um... Let me see here. I got a new, speaking of cameras, I got a new housing and camera. Oh. Because you can't bring a camera in the kayak. Salt water destroys everything. So I could take better shots now. Yeah. And, uh. Can you go underwater with that? Yeah. Yeah, that's what it's made for. I think 130 feet. But I don't skin dive and shit. So. (laughs) But in the kayak, still. You get wet sometimes, splashes. In fact, to lately, what I've been doing, well, I'm never falling out, but it's, you know, usually I go out in the harbor mm-hmm. and then go through the breakwater, the angels getting the, holding the breakwater out in the open sea. Okay. So taking off and coming back is easy inside the harbor. It's calm. Uh, but they've been switching the sand out. They found out the sand at Cabrillo Beach. Uh, you know, it's been full of bacteria and they were blaming on bird shit, but they found out there was a turd pipe leaking for years, so. The sand's not even really from there anyway. It's from Catalina. They brought in, so they brought in new sand. So, I have to set out way by the pier now, so if it looks calm enough, and the tide's been really low at the time, you know, crack of dawn. So I've been going on the Cabrillo Beach side that's in the open sea. Sand there too is from Catalina, but uh, no turd pipe. <laughs> but you have to time it right, you know, because even the smallest wave in a kayak, you sit so low it can swamp you. And my uh, yak is a not a sit on top; it's I mean, you sit in it. You know, it's got a big hole. It's not a little hole with skirt, but it's a big hole. And I take on water and swamp. I almost filled up all the way. I had some waves crash over me and fill me up. And water is heavy. Yeah. And But I always take a pump. I got a pump, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's a hand pump, and it works both ways. And it got the water out. And uh, because, yeah, it was ready to flounder. And I don't want to lose that yak. I wear a life jacket, and I can swim and stuff, so it's not scary that way. Even got a whistle. <laughs> yeah. And a phone, maybe. No phone. You can't bring shit out in the sea. I remember I took Raymond Paddling once, and he oh. brought his phone, and it got all ruined. It's done. He was because when people paddle with me, I have to go to Long Beach because that's where they rent them. And uh, we were out there, and uh, he was on a sit on top, and it got wet, and <laughs> phone got ruined. 
So this uh, housing I got, you know, protects the camera. And so what do you done? Work. What how do you do before? Well, I had another camera with another housing. Okay. But uh, you know, it's from years ago, and uh, things uh, get better. They get updated. They get more econo even. Just kind of neat. You don't always have to get the newest, latest. Most expensivest. <laughs> you know, you can. Uh, they've they've hit kind of a plateau, or not a plateau, but there's a curve where you get pretty good quality for Econo. In fact, yeah. the housing costs more than a camera. It got flooded, I think. The market got flooded. Yeah. So that brings things down. Raymond graduated from UCLA at 19 in economics. He could tell us all about that supply and demand stuff. <laughs> But yeah, can't it, wait. It's working. <laughs> Raymond's in Venice right now, Italy. Like I mean, he lives the real, in the real Venice. Yeah, the one in Italy. He lives in the Cali one. But when Raymond does a show, he goes there a couple of weeks early because he paints on the walls and stuff. He gets it all ready. Wow. Yeah. Pretty amazing. His stuff. I was uh, when I was on tour last November, December. We were in uh, Vienna, mm-hmm. and at the Kunsthalle, they were having a show of his. It had 500 works. Wow. And, uh, God, I was in a room when he was drawing a lot of those. I recognized a bunch of them. And, uh, yeah, Raymond, a huge respect on Europe. But, but over here, too, he's been in some big places here. Yeah. Like at the SF moment, you can see his stuff. Okay. You know, in the Whitney in New York, yeah, mm-hmm. in New York, and it shows in Chicago and Philadelphia, so in Los Angeles, so more and more here too. And he just deserves it, you know. He just does his work. In fact, he said Venice is making him crazy because people found where he is, and <laughs> and what do they do with them? You know, just he likes to do his work, and keep to himself, you know. Yeah. So he's talking about the desert. <laughs> Yeah, he seems pretty quiet. And but he wants to maybe get out of there. <laughs> so, out of Venice. <laughs> and uh, But right now he's in the Italy Venice, which is okay. pretty neat. It's a lagoon town, you yeah. know. It's kind of sinking. Is it? Yeah. Uh, interesting it. history, that town, if you read about it. They used to have the biggest navy in Europe, wow. like in the 1400s, 1300s. Uh, yeah, a lot of, uh, 1200s. I mean, for a few hundred years there, they were something else. Right. It was the, the city-state period, mm-hmm. Italy. And, uh, I don't get to play there this summer, but, man, I love it. My ma- mom's people are from, uh, Italy. That's right. That's how, that's, you know, a little bit of it- Italian, too, right? Yeah. That's a... Tiny. <laughs> well, that's, that's how you... In my impression, was I like it. There's something about it. I remember the first time I went there. And I used to think we were the weirdest family, you know, growing up. And <laughs> I mean, my papa's always away at sea, but my mom, my sisters, and then when I went to Italy the first time, it, it all made sense. <laughs> you could tell, <laughs> like the Italian culture. Yeah, just the way things. 
the emotions run. Right, the hand gestures. Yeah. <laughs> the food. Just a lot of it. Yeah, the chow big time. Taking a couple hours to chow. Yeah. Yeah, they, that's what they do, you know. I think that's the way to go. Yeah, it's more comfortable, relaxed. I don't know. There was a lot of similarities that I found when I went there mm-hmm. from playing. I'm very lucky with the music that I get to go see these places. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, let's play some more music here. Okay. What from Pedro's?
Let's go to the pub and have a drink.
that was Can, an old band from Germany. Uh, the singer there, Damon Suzuki, he's around touring still. He collaborates with lots of cats. Usually in the moment, I think he tours by himself and just finds people to play with. I got to see him in Australia with uh, Omar from uh, Volta, Mars Volta. And he was great. New Mexico. I think they're originally El Paso. Huh. I think he's from Puerto Rico, really. Okay. But a great band. Good guy. He uh, made a record where uh, I think on this Mars Volta he had John Frashani play all the guitar he showed him the guitar uh-huh. yeah, interesting but Cam was a great band yeah and uh, influenced a lot of people uh, Steve McKay before that Steve McKay Stooge's sax player with Stradivarius's cat Steve gave me a CD of all this old stuff he did and uh, I get to see him again in a couple days I can't wait uh, just to ask before that with Eat a Bowl of Fuck <laughs> good title I wonder if they're playing the Warp Tour uh, Jason the Robot by an Arizona band called Japanesian Barbie I don't know if Japanesian is a word but it's a band name now uh, before that, the Onion Bearers with National Beer. <laughs> and we started off with Elephant Ears by Boat. I like Boat. That's a good name for a band. <laughs> Should have played after Samsung. Catch the boat. Um, winding down here, the end of another Watt from Pedro show yeah um Peek I want to thank you for coming thanks for having me yeah and uh, good luck with the pictures <laughs> thanks and I guess this will be part of the year and good luck life <laughs> good luck with Why? all your projects you're involved with yeah I have a lot of can't have too much I guess well, I guess if I didn't get any of it done, that'd be fucked. <laughs> but I'm trying my hardest to deliver. Uh, I do want to make a lot of albums with my own bands coming up. First with The Missing Man, and then with Black Gang. I'm, I want to do something with The Second Men again, too. Love Pete and Jer. Yeah, I love The Second Men. Yeah, good band. Um but so are the Black Gang, uh, Nels and Bob Lee. I saw Bob Lee at the gig, Troubadour. It was good to see him again. Mm-hmm. I think he did a uh, Sid Barrett tribute. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're out of time. And uh, again, thanks for coming. And everybody out there, uh, I'll try to do a show over in Europe if I can. I didn't get to do one on the U.S. tour. I talked about it last show. But I'll try uh, in between the Holland and the Swiss gig. Cool. So uh, May 23rd edition, 2007. Oh, I fucked that up. Whatever. That's the date. <laughs> the Watt from Pedro show. 
keep your powder dry.